spring off! Hey, Bren, have you seen Steel Magnolias? Oh my god, yes, I love that movie. Jonesy, you've seen it, right? Uh-uh. Hey, Tony. Yeah? You've seen Dracula, right? Oh, I love that movie. It's so good. Lena, you've seen it. What do you think? Film Spring Hey, Bren, have you seen <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's? Jonesy, you have to have seen it. Oh my god! No! No, I haven't. Of course not. You've Nightmare on Elm Street. It's the best. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Did it the out of you? I have not seen that one, and I will be praying for all of your souls. It's your film spring, Alina. I haven't seen it. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Film Spring. Uh, a podcast about all your favorite films and your sheltered friend who's never seen them. I am Tony, and I'm here with... Bryn. Bryn. <laughs> and our sheltered friend, Jonesy. Hey I'm Jonesy. <laughs> yes. And this week, we are stuck in the 90s again. This week. This one was Bryn's pick. Do you want to let everybody know what, we're, what we watched this week, Bryn? This week we did the seminal 90s john hugh no i said john cusack john classic Q, yeah gross Around point blank blow my mind i was like this was a john i know you movie. just confused no. jonesy <laughs> that was a trick that was a test to yeah. see if you guys watched okay. the movie and you passed john yes. cusack his 1997 is- black comedy crime film gross point blank yeah so you have to die for oh the soundtrack first of all the soundtrack is freaking amazing you got the specials the clash who else is on there there's like a bunch of Susie and the Banshees that's right and Echo and the Belly Band all that huh Echo and the Belly Band yeah try to make good soundtracks anymore like okay being a sheltered kid I didn't have access except for the radio to music so my other access point was soundtracks of movies that I wasn't even allowed to watch. <laughs> okay, so where I, I want to know when you guys graduated high school. Holy guacamole. Yeah. When I did the you, best year. What year? 2000. 2000. Oh, whatever. Boo. Ooh, <laughs> I was 95, so this film was very much... Like came out right after I got out of high school, and I it really brought me back to the <laughs> mid nineties one hundred percent. When when did you graduate high school, Bryn? I graduated high school in two thousand three. Two thousand three. Oh gosh. I'm so yeah. Old. So. How <laughs> producer it's Rob so is like the one who graduated <laughs> in what ninety three. Two and ninety two, oh, old man. Mom, you look younger than any of us. I know. Hello, Daddy. <laughs> he made a pack with <laughs> the man downstairs. That's why. Yep. Down, he's like you, you, me. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I so gross. Pack of Satan. <laughs> gross point blank. The Cusacks. So many of the Cusacks are in this film. Oh, I believe all of the. Cusacks Except for the dad. Right? I mean, there's only two, right? No, three. three. So John Cusack, Joan Cusack, and Cusack and. Bill Cusack are all in the film. Susie Cusack and their dad, Dick Cusack, are the only ones not in the film. <laughs> yeah. And I totally <laughs> forgot. Um, what? Oh, what's his name? Dan Aykroyd was in this film. I totally. Oh, Dan Aykroyd tot- is the grocer? Yeah. 
I, is like and, so beautiful. And he's yes. in one of my favorite scenes, the, the diner scene. And he delivers my favorite line in the whole film, which is, Hey, Chatty Kathy, cut the line. I'm not interested. It okay, made me, yep. we were watching it this week, me and Robbie, and it made me laugh out loud. And I kept telling him that, Hey, Chatty Kathy, cut the line. I call people Chatty Kathy all the time, and people are like, What? Yeah. Is that from this film? I think it's a no, common. It's a common one, okay, but the way okay. Dan Aykroyd delivers that line is amazing. So before we get Jack into, Cusick, huh? oh yeah, yeah, we should. Before we, we should. get into the film, let's watch the trailer and get the audience. <laughs> so I know we're already super excited to talk <laughs> right. about it, so we're gonna watch the trailer, get you all in the mood for some gross point blank. We were worried about I our energy today. Right. <laughs> Dear Points High alumni, can you believe it's been ten years since you left Gross Point? Don't tease me. You know what I do for a living. I just honestly don't know what I have in common with those people anymore. And what am I going to say? Killed the president of Paraguay with a fork. How have you been? Go see some old friends. Yeah, have some punch. Is it with what's her name? Debbie. Don't missing. kill anybody for a few days. See what it feels like. I'll give it a shot. No, no, don't give it a shot. Don't shoot anything. I, uh, I'm a pet psychiatrist. I sell couch insurance. I lead a weekend men's group. We specialize in ritual killings. Hi, I'm Martin. You remember me? Oh, I know who you are. What I miss? Well, since you stood me up on prom night and vanished without a word. Home. I got you, I'm putting together a little concern. You mean like a union? Welcome back, Pointer. You haven't changed a bit. Don't say that. <laughs> what do you do, Martin? Professional killer. Good for you, it's a industry. Do you have to do postgraduate work for that or can you can you jump right in? There's a contract out in your life, but I'm not gonna do it. It's either because I'm in love with your daughter or I have a newfound respect for life. That punk is either in love with that guy's daughter or he has a newfound respect for life. Debbie, I'm in love with you. But I know we can make this relationship work. It's not easy for me. I always control my emotions. I just need time to change. Why don't you just join the union? This union, is there gonna be meetings? Of course! No meetings. I want you to think about this, and you don't have to answer it now. But Debbie, will you marry me? I mean, the soundtrack. Come on. Mirror in the Bathroom is like one Mirror of my favorite songs. Yeah, it's Mirror very 80s, but very 90s, too. Is it, it about cocaine? Of... Is it? Who knows? Maybe. I can we have so. your cocaine accent, please? <laughs> my Australian accent, yeah, the only thing please, that I can say is... Can you have you tried cocaine? <laughs> Have you ever done cocaine? <laughs> it's, it's the so worst it's ever, so but it's so, so good. good. I, I, people love that. <laughs> you know about cocaine? People do love that. They it's do. not a good accent. It's not at all, <laughs> but it's I get, I get compliments on the authenticity of my cocaine. <laughs> from Australians or yeah. from or, people or, on You're cocaine. from Australia. <laughs> he, rage. Rage email um, the film springa. How, what's our Gmail address? It's filmspringapodcast at gmail Or send us an, a video clip of your of you yourself and your Australian accent. Yeah, you're so Australian, Australians. <laughs> oh, tell me what you sound like when you say cocaine, <laughs> Bryn. Okay, speaking of, I cocaine. didn't know we were starting a war with I all know. our Australian fans. So, Bryn, give us a brief rundown of the plot of this 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 
cocaine film. <laughs> is this a cocaine film? Cocaine? No. They, that bag of blow that the bully. Yeah. The says, guy offers something. He's like, do you want to do some blower? He says, cocaine. And it is a huge bag. bag. I was like, that is insane. Yeah. I looked to, I was watching it with a gentleman friend. And I went, oh, how really? much do you think that cost? This is a big date movie. A lot. It, it is it a great date. Probably movie. mostly cut with baking soda, so it was probably sixty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> probably. All right, Not plot, only... Bryn. Give us the okay. plot. So John Cusack, a neurotic hitman, um, oh, running right. around. Oh. He's neurotic. Yeah, for yeah. sure. He's, he's, he's oh, I thought you said erotic. Whatever you got from that is it's a Rorschach text. So John Cusack, the erotic neurotic hitman, gets an invitation to his 10 year high school reunion, which no fucking way is John Cusack 28 in this movie. No. Get away from me. No. So, oh, I'm coming in hot today. I hot. Go oh, ahead. Um, so he is torn about whether or not to go. Parallel to this is Dan Aykroyd's character, a fellow hitman, the grocer, who their lives sort of intersect. He is trying to get John Cusack to join his hitmen guild. And John Cusack is like a loner who listens to the clash and wears black. So he's like, I don't want to be a part of your hitman guild. I'm a 28 year old man, obviously. Is it the union? I believe they ask. (laughs) Is it a union? Yeah. Meetings? No meetings. No meetings. Um, So John Cusack says, no, this pisses Dan Aykroyd off. So all of this culminates in John Cusack decides he's going to go back to Detroit for his high school reunion. He meets up with the love of his life um, from high school. Also, Dan Aykroyd is so pissed off that he has like tipped off the government saying that John Cusack is this like double agent and then they're all trying to go in and kill him. So he is at his high school reunion trying to navigate the, the mental minefields of coming into contact with your past and what you thought of yourself and the people while also trying to literally not be killed by the non-metaphorical hitmen <laughs> who are trying to murder him while he is visiting his hometown. So, you know, actual physical minefields as in his old house that's now a liquor store gets blown up and then emotional minefields like, you know, alienation from his parents and his past self. Good job. Wow. Okay, Bryn. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Okay. So the film was, the film did very good box box office wise. Yeah. And the reviews are pretty good for this film when it came out. It made like over 31 million in the box office. And it was written, the original screenplay was written by Tom. I'm going to mess up this name. Jan- Janky Winsky something. And he wrote it in 91, but it didn't get done till 96. Five, six, or seven? Seven. Seven. And John Cusack has said this is his favorite film he's done. He was he's really good. Yeah, and he's he wrote some of it too. And a lot of the film was improvised. And I love the fact that the Joanne, Joan Cusack, and John Cusack are in the film together because they were 16 candles they've done a, a few films together and they did a film in 20 and uh, 2008 called war inc which is loosely yeah. um kind of a sequel to gross point blank because it's john cusack playing a hitman again with yeah. joan cusack as his assistant and dan Aykroyd and, and dan a- i think and dan yeah, Aykroyd and dan Aykroyd's like a co-star again in that type of role 
in War Inc. So it's like kind of the same cast, kind of the same preferences, the but same a little thing different. They did in A Fish Called Wanda, yeah, where they didn't do a sequel, but Dangerous Creatures or Fierce Creatures is like in the same re- world, in the same world and yeah. universe, yeah, yeah, which I thought oh, was really, watch really that cool. One? Maybe no, no, <laughs> no. Oh. It's it's not one of my okay. favorites. Never mind. Throw it out. I love the role the that Joan water. Cusack is playing too. <sighs> I do too. She's like she's my favorite part of the movie. And then she's screaming. She's like, I don't give a fuck. fuck. You got it here. <laughs> and then she's like, You better go to your reunion. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's talking about soup. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I she's so good in this film. Well, I like she's watching the kind them. of actress i want to be in well like, when we were my- watching it i and she comes on the there's one part of the film when she's talking to her brother on the phone and i'm like god that reminds me of jonesy just the way jonesy's <laughs> on stage when you see her on yep. stage. yeah i was like yep yeah, same kind of actress there you go yeah but i like their chemistry together and it's in every film it's like They're that so with them well, too. and his chemistry with mini driver oh, so good in this film also so good yeah so you know when hurt. the scene where he goes back to her radio station and they meet for the first time after 10 years yeah. and she just kisses him that was all improvised not in the script it just yeah. happened and she made I the decision and she made the decision to yeah, sure to did. do that during during the shoot and John Cusack was just like shocked and went with it. So I like that a lot of the film. I will also was say that, that if way. a man did that to a woman impromptu in oh, a shoot, it would be that would not be okay. No, it would not. Be Thank okay. you. That was yeah. a bit of my point. <laughs> Remember that yeah. time that um Cameron Diaz got kissed by um Isaac, what's his name? Chris Isaacs. And where? At the MTV like movie awards or something, he like kissed her and she was like Ew. Not about it. For years. <laughs> She's like, I just no, remember like, so the Halle Berry and um, Adrian Brody, oh, Adrian yeah. Brody one, which was like, okay, yeah, you're celebrating, so but it doesn't mean you have to on my face. Yeah, yeah. The and okay, let's get back to the movie. Jenny Jenna yeah, Alfman. Let's focus this was on things. Jenna <laughs> Jenny Alf Jenna Alfman is Jenna, that her? Jenna yeah, Alfman. this was her first film de- debut, and for people who are fans of. Um, Sixteen Candles and, and all of that. They paid oh, homage. <laughs> they paid homage in this film to Joan Joan Cusack's character in Sixteen Candles by putting Jenna Alfman in a neck brace, like a yeah. a body brace, which I thought was yeah. so cool that they kind of so threw that cute. little nod in there for yeah. Joan Cusack. I despise Jenna Elfman, but I, I don't ooh, like her. I got a lot of hot takes. I don't like her. I don't she's think a she's a Scientologist. Good yeah, I don't. I don't think she's a good actress. No, Jen Alfman, I don't think so. No, I ma'am. agree with everything everyone is saying. However, the show Dharma and Greg pretty much sums up my marriage. Yeah, your, your marriage, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> so the actors, I, not, like not the real life actors, the the, yeah. the movie or the show, but um, <laughs> it's a weird feeling for me because I'm like agreed and also fuck Scientology, but then also Dharma and Greg. Also Danny right. Elfman's daughter-in-law, which I don't appreciate. No. Also, do we know no. how much Danny Elfman contributes to the music of what we know and what we experience? Because guess what, guys? Oh, so much. It's a lot. It's a lot. I, do, I don't like Jenna Elfman's proximity to Danny Elfman. I love no, Danny it bothers Elfman. me. I think <laughs> I, I don't like both that. Scientology. Yeah. Scientologists. Danny Elfman is not. He's married to Bridget Fonda. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, Bryn, uh, 
let's hear when you first watched this film. Since this is one of your favorite films. Tell us the very first time you watched it, how old you were, your take, and now rewatching it and why you love this film and all that good stuff. So I watched this film at the very appropriate age of 14. Oh, God. Thank God. <laughs> I was getting worried there. I always get worried. I was I was like, she's going to say five this she's year. Like, it's going to get lower and lower. <laughs> I was a newborn, and I remember it clearly. I was in the no, womb. I was, I was, my mom watched this while I was in, in utero, and it really stuck with me. Um, no, I watched this at 14, I, you know, with my cool high school drama friends. Yeah. So that's why I remember being so impactful. Like I was like, ooh, this is like dark, but still funny. And like the soundtrack, I was so super into <sighs> the too. clash. And I was like deep in the ska scene, like going to concerts and wearing Converse and Dickies and like doing all that. So this to me was like just so cool. And I told you, I think in the last episode about like my deep love for Minnie Driver. Mm -hmm. um, she in Circle of Friends, I saw Circle of Friends as like, when I was very young and very chubby and I thought like, okay, there's a space for all of us. <laughs> and I, you know, she's a beautiful woman, but she, yeah. And so I love her. She also, my dad and my brother went to a mini driver concert and cause nice. she's a singer. Yeah. yeah. She's a very he good is singer. actually very talented. very talented. Yeah. And so they went to sign up, they asked her to sign a poster and they, my brothers couldn't my brother and my dad couldn't decide which of the sisters was going to get it yeah and um she was signing it and um they were like she was like who should i sign it to and they were like well can just leave it blank because we'll figure out later and she's like no you're gonna put like piss face or something and then they're gonna think i did it and i was <laughs> like what a funny lady <laughs> I love it. What was the movie she sang in? Like she was on stage in this black in in like silvery outfit. Yeah. And I want to say Sally Fields was in it. What Hope was Springs. That? Was it Hope Springs? Oh, yes. Was it Hope Springs? I want to say it's Hope Springs. It might be. I can't remember. But I just remember that scene with Minnie Driver. <laughs> He was in that movie, The Heart of Me, with David Duchovny, oh, yeah. where like been a lot of he had his dead wife's heart transplant, and they fell in love. Oh, that's right. That movie. Yeah. Gosh, so, oh, I... I have a an enduring love for Minnie Driver. I thought she was so amazing and natural in this movie. Her American accent, oh, yeah. see, hearing it as an adult was rougher it's than rough. I have <laughs> Yeah. Um, they should have just like made a quick scene about how she like she grew in. up. <laughs> her mother her mother was british or something yeah yeah all you exactly. have to do is write a quick line of dialogue quick. about boarding school or yeah. something yes and so then it was established so george armitage 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 is the director and he actually shot like three moved through this movie in three parts like one way over the top, one not so over the top, and one very subdued, and kind of combined all of them. Because if you this, so for all of the people out there who likes assassin movies and hitman movies, all of the action scenes with guns are just ridiculous. Like they they never run out of bullets for some reason. Like they just and they just no aiming whatsoever. It's just like poop 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 poop. Po, po. Yeah, it's so, insane. Yeah, I love those scenes. I was like, okay, so this is John Cusack's. I want to do a shoot 'em up movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he In was a like, John I have, way. Yeah, I have a, I have money to be producer to do it in a John Cusack way with the John Cusack soundtrack. And then also, 
<laughs> Let me shoot a gun. Yeah. I also love how we're vacillating between Cusack and Cusack. Cusack. Like, I, don't know, I don't know which one's right. Neither. <laughs> They're so both, both right. <laughs> but if yeah. you mix them up, then you're never not wrong. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. This movie was impactful <laughs> to me. It made me feel very cool that I liked it. It always stuck with me. And um, the soundtrack was the so good. Soundtrack. And they, they had a lot of um, theater gags in it. They did. Like, yes, like the scenes where they they both like go into the um, they poke their heads out one on top of the other, yes, yeah. Like look in and it, you know it had a lot of like sight gags, which I really yeah. loved. What about you, Tony? Tell us tell us your history. With I I watched this in the theater. What? I remember I went with Again, a group of friends and we watched nerds. it in the theater. Well, oh, yeah. No, you meant in the theater. Yes, a movie I saw theater. theater. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, no. this was a play. <laughs> Gross Point Blank, the musical. It's like Shakespeare. They did a stage version of it. No, the movie theater, Jonesy. Teacher who would have like showed this movie, so that's what I thought you meant. Okay, they workshopped it at Summerstock. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Betty Buckley in the in the role of Mini Driver. I don't Can know you imagine? Talk about this is the focus of the podcast. <laughs> so I watched it in the movie theater. I remember I went with a group of friends, and I the one thing I took away from this movie was literally the soundtrack because it was everything I was listening to at that time. Like I was a huge Susie and the Banshees fan, still am. Um, the Clash, you have the Clash, the specials. Hello, Violent Flames. It's a great, great soundtrack, and that's what I remember first and foremost with the film and. I was I at the time, and I still am. I I love Joan Cusack and John Cusack, especially in um, Better Off Dead is my favorite John Cusack oh, film. So I good. love that film. I love love Jonesy, love. Jonesy, have you film. seen Better Off Dead? With Booger? No, she hasn't. <laughs> so watching, so when I watched this film, I I immediately loved all. I I just loved it. I I forgot because it's been a really long time since I seen it. How how well written it is and how many nice witty one-liners are in there and the really awkward relationship between John Cusack and Minnie Driver's character, Debbie and what's his name in the film, his character's name. And Martin. Martin Yeah. Their chemistry and the weird awkwardness between them from the get-go I don't know why, but it just really appealed to me. <laughs> and I remember yeah. really loving the film and then watching it a couple times after that. And then it, it's been a while since I watched it. And then I know when I watched it again for the show, I liked it more than I remember I did. Like, I really enjoyed it. It's such a good film. And it really yeah, reminded I, me of high school. <laughs> or yeah. like right after high school. Yeah, me too. I remember like when I went to rewatch it, I was like, I might be disappointed because yeah. it might be more stylistic. Yeah. But I it's very nineties. It's very nice. In a good Her way. Outfits, and I just remember the whole time I was like, she is so thin. She's so thin. Mini driver is so thin. <laughs> and I the love... outfits are so nineties. And I thought John Cusack was so good looking in this film in all black all the time. I just love oh, yeah. I loved it. And went the whole cell phone, the set the flip phone with the and then he's listening, and he has the head yeah. piece on, and I'm like, oh, I remember that. And he takes a picture of her and the baby, baby. with that tiny flat, which like, actually is a it at the time it's what the, the spy people used. Like it was, uh, yeah. Oh, 
okay. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. I really enjoyed it the second time around. Like, this time around, I really liked it. It's a good film. I re- my favorite scene is the diner scene, which I was looking for a clip of it, but I couldn't find it. But the dialogue between Dan Aykroyd and John Cusack is so, so good. good. <laughs> and the whole gun's under the table and under the paper bag. <laughs> So when dumb. John Cusack gets up and gets behind the the waitress. Yeah. And then, and Dan Aykroyd pulls up and he has like the gun in a paper bag. And he's so like, dumb. It's so <laughs> dumb. And then the poor waitress is like, he's like, I want just egg whites, an omelet egg whites. And she's like, what do you want in? And he's like, nothing, just the egg whites. And she's like, that's not an omelet. It's so that good. was a very fun scene. That it was is. one it's... that is like straight out. It could have been played on a stage. Right? <laughs> it's yes. so good. Oh. <laughs> and this film was, uh, for, for any of you film buffs out there, this was the last film for Barbara Harris. And if you don't know Barbara Harris, she did a lot of she's she did a lot of really good films. But the one that I knew Barbara Harris for is she's the mom in Freaky Friday, the original Freaky Friday with Judy or with Jodie Foster. And I forgot she was in this film, and this was her last film before she unfortunately passed away. Yeah, it was a small role. Yeah, she played uh, Martin's mom, a cuckoo cuckamagoo mom. So yeah. I really enjoyed the film. Like when you watched it this time. Oh, this is a good question for you both. So the so part of the film is the whole premise is he goes back to his hometown after ten years of disappearing to go to a fa- his ten year high school reunion. Did you guys go to your ten year reunion? No. So no. the dude that I was watching. <laughs> I did not. Was, yeah, my date asked me this last night. He's yeah. like, "Did you go to your reunion?" I was like, "No, it's dumb. At twenty eight, I had nothing." Yeah. I just don't think 10 years is long enough. No. Like 20 years? Like maybe well, I'll I'll go back when I'm 38, but being 28, it's like a paralegal, like, <laughs> like a rented apartment with a friend. I know. Like, I'm not like I'm not pulling up with like, here's my baby. Like I'd accomplish nothing. And why no. did so at my high school yeah. reunion, 10 year reunion, it was a small town in Texas. Like population twenty thousand, it was this big deal when we got a movie theater and a super Walmart. <laughs> uh, I'm not kidding, but I know. yeah, no, so like, <laughs> you, you go to the ten year reunion so that you can talk about your spawn. Yeah. So yeah, I, I didn't go to my ten year reunion because I was traveling Australia with one of my sisters, and so there was an option where you could just like send a picture instead and i sent a picture in front of me in the sydney opera house just like lounging and I was like, yeah, <laughs> you're like this is what i'm doing your lena jones <laughs> picture oh <laughs> like, god here's did me you... not missing this podunk town in texas <laughs> did you go tony oh hell no once i left high school i was <laughs> done i was like i don't want to see these people ever again i'm good yeah. bye bye um Were you at the time because i know you I think are so. an actual san diego i know local, i'm a native yeah I, I don't remember if i was i have to i think i might have been i think so yeah the other thing that i found interesting is so john cusack and jeremy pivot um Piven, who's his friend in the film, like working together. Yeah, they they did uh, they did um what's it called? 
the other film, Ser- Serendipity together as best friends, yeah. but they actually are high school friends. They went to high yes, school they together. Were friends from high school. Yeah, I, thought, I didn't know that. They've done a lot more f- films together. I thought they've done a lot more gen- than just the two together. I think they probably have. I'm sure, I but those are the two Jeremy I remember. Piven too closely. <laughs> I know. I'm not. I'm not following him on Insta. I don't. I don't I, keep track of his career. So. <laughs> Just referencing back to last week's episode, if you listen, my first boyfriend right out of high school was Uh obsessed with John Cusack, and that was his, like, number one actor person. So... Yeah, I believe you said he had decided. Did, yeah. John Cusack was his favorite actor. Yes. Okay. And I stand by it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, moving on. Uh because of this i remember him saying that basically john cusack paved the way for jimmy jeremy piven's career by like really? putting him in a bunch of movies that's pretty dope uh, yeah like bringing him into a bunch of projects until eventually he was his own kind of actor success yeah that could bring in his own roles that makes wow. a lot of sense i could see that i could totally see that yeah that makes a did ton you of know sense why he's the, this, upon us. this came out in 97 the same year that another high school themed movie came out that i love romeo and michelle's high school reunion no oh, romeo and michelle <laughs> oh, I yeah love that came movie. out the same year <laughs> lena have you seen romeo and michelle I have. Here's okay, the downside good. is I'm one of the few people like I don't get it. How can you not what? get it? Okay, let's not talk about yeah, this. Yeah, let's not no, because that's no, no. It's I can too feel, much I can, to bear. I can feel my blood boiling. No, no. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> the thing is, everyone is like, no, Romy and Michelle, like you were made for Romy and Michelle. <laughs> yeah, we, they oh, invented it. They invented they post-its. post-its. No, I know. <laughs> no, the glue. Janine Garofalo is my favorite part in that movie. Yeah, she's good in that, movie. in that movie. But in this one, it, it's a pretty good cast. A solid. It was a solid cast for Gross Point Blank. So now we are at the point of the show where let me pull up our theme music. Guess what time is for? It's time for. <gasps> Let's start. Name drop. <gasps> Dolly Parton. Rachel Maddow. I want. I spend an hour with her every single day. I once played a drinking game with oh, Celine God, Dion, Liza Minnelli. Cher. Laura Dern. I don't know her. Who would you say is the most famous person in your phone? My good friend Ben Affleck and his crippling addiction to back tattoos. I have the best Lady Gaga story of all time. I hate him, loathe her, over them, cancel it, tell me everything. I love it. Yes, now it's time for Name Drop. This is our version of Six Degrees. And this week we are going to pick... Did we say Joan Cusack? Mm-hmm. Joan, Joan Cusack to Guy Pierce, who's in the next film we're going to watch. So that is, we're going to try to figure that out by the, Bryn will probably do it, I'm sure, by the end of the show. He always does. I know. But I know. I'm going to try. This one, I feel like okay. I might be able to. Name a Guy Pierce uh, film. Right now. Yeah, go. Memento. Yes, you got one. <laughs> Who else is in Memento? Who else is in Memento that you know? The chick from Matrix. Yeah, I thought. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. Okay. She might have it this week, Brent. She might have it this week. See, I know some things, guys. But what you do have is an opinion on this film, and we're going to get to that right now. I want to know what you thought of this film, because I was kind of excited for you to watch it, because I think you you were going to like it. And I want to know what Mom and Pop Jones would have thought of this, and if this movie was on the no-fly list for your household back in the day when it came out, or whenever. 
1997, I think it was, yeah. right? Or 96, either way. 97, um, yeah. Yeah, that would have been like, you know, my sophomore, freshman year of high school. Rated R, so absolutely on the no-fly list. That alone. Um, and then you throw in that it's an assassin. Well, that's just of the devil. Um, and <laughs> uh, you throw in... Honestly, I think those would have been the biggest <laughs> That's all it took. That's all it because took. Because there wasn't, there wasn't like you know that much sex. There was cursing, but yeah. it was all kind of like you know. The, I mean, he did place his for... feet on her stomach. Yes, bed, that is so. true. That was super. So that I was like, yeah, me and my siblings and my cousins, we did yeah. that to each other time. Yeah. <laughs> Especially me being the oldest, like, yeah, I had to do that with all three of my siblings. <laughs> I do that with my daughter, yeah. Yeah, that's just a part of life. Right? Makes me fly. So what, um, did, what did you think of the film watching it for the first time? Like, what was so, your initial impression? guess what, guys? This is the first film that it turns out this was not the first time Jonesy watched it. Really? Jonesy watched Holy this Lily. film in the early 2000s. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Betrayed. So she lied to us in our no, audience. Yeah, yeah. I did lie. <laughs> I did lie, but I unknowingly lied. It was an accident. So, so wait, when did you realize you had watched this film? What part of the film? At the reunion. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, that's it. Oh, you know, I want to know yeah. a fun fact about the reunion. They were actually going to shoot at Gross Point um, High School, but they weren't allowed because of the alcohol they were going to be shooting in that scene. So they said, yeah. That's so weird. Like, wouldn't you want that fame for your high school? This is cool that they shot Gross Point Blank in. It might have been a dry county. Oh, you're right, Jonesy. No, it wasn't. Wait, no way. No, no, no. Our our producers from Michigan, he's like, no, no. no." I'm just saying, those still do exist. They do. (laughs) They do. So what did you think of the film seeing it this time around since it's not the first time you saw it to make it fair the reason why i kind of blocked this out from my memory was at the time i was dating if you listen last time uh a really pretentious kind of guy and john cusack was his favorite actor and so every john cusack movie was the best movie ever made and um so yeah, I basically like this was one of the movies where he was like, "You gotta watch this," and I was like, "Okay, I will." <laughs> and you fell asleep. <laughs> For podcast listeners, Lena is pretending she is asleep. Yes. So you fell fact, asleep. Really That's why you don't. Myself to sleep. <laughs> you didn't remember this film because you were you consciously decided to sleep through it. Correct. Yep. So okay, so, so what did you think watching it? Did you enjoy it now, or like I give us your did review on it? Enjoy it. Um, the only thing that I had a problem with was that this high school relationship meant this much ten years later with no contact. That was the only thing that I was like, man, that seems a little far fetched. But, but it in could movie happen. world, right? And in movie world, you know, it's beautiful and romantic yeah. and sweet and. <laughs> There wouldn't be a movie if it didn't have that. (laughs) (laughs) I also thought it was fun. I thought there was definitely 
it was obvious that it was John Cusack going, I want to make a shoot 'em up movie. Yeah. <laughs> because the whole shoot 'em up scene, I was like, okay, this, this is, is so weird. A little over the top and also not quite fitting with the film. No. Um, but sure, whatever. Let's go for the ride. But um, did they, so- do you think they did it? He did it in a very like I very obviously like I'm not taking this too seriously. Yes. I just want to do a shoot 'em up part and it make was it fun. A very- Fun. Yeah. It was very much a John. C- Here's the thing: if John Cusack made a film that was more serious, that was a shoot 'em up, I might be like, okay, well that's bullshit, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. this was probably right in his wheelhouse of like what you know would be palatable. Yeah, just a little okay. ridiculous, but just yeah. enough to be like, okay, I get it. It was fun. Yeah, it that's was fun. the thing. Very much is fun. It was fun, and I think especially with the history he had in film to this point, and then still to this day, um, you know, he doesn't have to make a Arnold Schwarzenegger type yeah. shoot 'em up movie. He just has to make a fun <laughs> movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and it, he did that. So, accomplishment achieved. <laughs> right. <laughs> I. I mean, I. I think the plot of the film is very like, okay, it's easy to follow yeah. and it's not, you don't have to think much for this film. You just sit back and enjoy. That's what I yeah. love about it. And also, it. I think if it wasn't John Cusack and Joan Cusack yeah, and it, Minnie Driver, this would have been a film that could have really sunk. Yeah. What, and you said their last names differently. I know. Did you notice? <laughs> John I didn't Cusack notice and Cusack. <laughs> Joan Cusack. Yeah. Did you know that? I'm not surprised, but I didn't notice it. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know the guy that stalks Martin Blank in the film, the little guy, is actually a world champion kickboxer and trained John Cusack for the film? Yes. (laughs) And then he has a fight scene with his coach. It's so, like, I thought that was cool. But that guy's face. Oh, man. So strange looking. Uh, he were you he reminded me his face looked like he had a lot of plastic surgery to look like a cat of some kind. Yes, like the, right? the cat people. Yeah. Yes. Sure. Yeah. No, it looks more like he got punched in the face a whole bunch. And it just and then had like plastic surgery, surgery to cover it. The best they could come up with. And they're like, Well, it's feline humanoid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. We're not shaming anyone for their appearance. Are no, we though? Not shaming anyone. <laughs> so Jonesy, would this so this film would not have been okay in the Jones house back in the day? It with was Mom rated and R, so yeah. full on yeah. no. That no. would have been a yeah. There was too much too many curse words, that kind of thing. Also, it was about an assassin. Um yeah. I think the movie from the nineties about an assassin I was allowed to watch was what was the one Bruce Willis and like uh Who? Matthew Perry or the oh the whole nine yards the whole nine yards that's right okay and I don't think there was actually any killing in that one (laughs) there were boobs in that movie Amanda shows her nice boobies shows her dirty pillows well you know like we've established before Mon Pa Jones rhyme does not make any sense I do like (laughs) in this film how Dan Aykroyd gets killed with the television and he it's just so so random and over the top and he's like going and I'm like he would not get electrocuted. And he's, he's like twitching. <laughs> no. That's <laughs> it's like, oh, that's so good. Like, and I was like, like on. 
I was like, they probably don't want to show him getting shot because it's it's like, oh, Dan Aykroyd, why'd you shoot him? Right. So they're like, let's let's kill him in a funny way. It was funny. And I love that he was honest. And he's like, are you out? And John Cusack's like, yep. Yeah. He's like, why would you be honest about that? I know. <laughs> in a long con. And he wears well, gloves when he's shooting the gun. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. So this was another point where I feel like is a running theme in our podcast. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, there's a few, Zach Galifianakis, we've established, do better when they're doing other people's material versus left to their own devices. Yeah. <laughs> I have not established that and I don't know (laughs) what you guys are talking about. I just agreed because it sounded cool. I'm calling this the Gina Loans rule. Oh gosh. Don't agree with it. Did you, Bryn, did you, um, when you were doing research for this film, did you see the interview that John Cusack gave uh, mentioning how this film is related to the Reagan and Bush years? Yes, I did see that. Explain it to Jonesy. I thought it was funny, but it makes sense. They're mercenary ethics. Yeah. So like they were really just like presenting this sort of like front that they like cared and were nice and normal, but really they were just like completely cutthroat and like their ethics were all about money and like really cold blooded, but they seemed like really nice and normal and and fine. Yeah. And they'd go home to their kids and wife like nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I thought yeah. he was so and funny that that's what he said. is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> It's so true. <laughs> Hot take. Sorry, all our GOP listeners. Not sorry. Hot takes tonight. Hot I think takes. anyone from the GOP is watching us. I know. Listening to us I know what to remember. Yeah. What was, Bryn, what is one of your favorite parts of this film? I, I'm always curious about this with the films we watch. Yeah, I really love the part with Joan Cusack is putting, um, she's drinking and pouring gasoline <laughs> All over, which is <laughs> the cigarette. I'm like, taking down the office. I'm taking down the office. Exactly. Or breaking down the office. Holding a wad of cash. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Don't forget that part. The wad of cash at the end. Yeah. I love Something her in this so film. flammable. Yeah. What was your favorite part, Tony? Uh, it's got to be any of the scenes Joan Cusack is in, because I love her, and the Dan Aykroyd and John Cusack diner scene. I just love the dialogue and the way they go back and forth and how Dan and it feels like it was improv a lot of it and when Dan Aykroyd when he's like says oh you would have told him he goes me no me no no not me. Like, <laughs> like I just love the way he delivers that it's so funny <laughs> that's probably mine what about you Jonesy Oof. Um, so not necessarily a favorite scene but I have a question yeah mm-hmm. do normal people pay $700 for a prom dress <laughs> I also was I like, know. is it 1997 money? I was like, that is too <laughs> what much. What kind of prom dress was it? Guitar. Like, I was uh, year 2000, and yeah. my budget was 100, and I got oh. it for 90. And was yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who pays 700 for a prom dress? That's a lot, right? Back then. I would never say that. And if but you do, also- I was like, don't. On the radio, you're going to tell everyone what yeah. bourgeois you are? Your $700 prom dress? Also, that's why her father was then later a target for assassins. <laughs> for that $700 prom dress. Money. Yeah, so exactly. not so much a favorite scene, just more of a, can we please talk about this further scene? Yeah. <laughs> that tab. Yeah. I also, yeah. at the time, I was like, that is, no, that's not right. 
Not at all. <laughs> I didn't pay. Th- I didn't pay that much for my wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I. You didn't pay seven hundred for your wedding dress. No, but that says more about us than it does about this <laughs> about this also film. True. Also true. <laughs> oh goodness! Lindsay, what would your parents say about this film? Yeah. Um, I think so. We've talked before about like if there was a made-for-TV version. Mm-hmm. I think my parents would absolutely love the USA or TNT version of this movie. <laughs> the the stripped down version. All right. Correct. They could okay. get behind a hapless, fun, love, fun, lovable assassin yeah. who goes to his high school reunion and tries to make things good with his high school sweetheart they could absolutely get behind that so i think um you know obviously assassins aren't good yeah except (laughs) if they're john cusack yep yep then it's okay then it's okay if you're you're an erotic neurotic he doesn't kill pets okay he doesn't kill animals but yeah no i i think honestly if i think this like if we had cable and this movie came on tnt yeah and um you know junior in high school lena wanted to watch it they'd be like okay you know so i don't think the whole entirety of the movie, especially with when it came out, it was mm-hmm. the late 90s. That was like the end of my high school years. I think it just the problem they would have had, like my mom was the type that counts number of F words, S words, B words, that kind Jesus of thing. Christ. How do you go <laughs> so, through life like that? Because that's got to be just so stressful. It sounds like to a me, lot it's of work. just so exhausting. I like, know. It makes- for the censorship board. <laughs> She missed her career opportunity. I know she should. She have been well, part of the censorship. She followed board. all of those boards. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. But you guys, my, it's yeah. time to revisit. Let's name start. drop. I'm not gonna play <gasps> the whole thing. But, yeah. Rachel Maddow. Yeah. So, did you figure it out? Anybody figure it out? I figured it out. But How? How did you cheat? I did not. Of course, okay. she didn't I know. cheat. I know. Has she ever cheated? Sir. How dare you? <laughs> Excuse me. Smirk okay. my honor. <laughs> I got nothing. Go for it. You're beautiful. I think I could wonderful. do it if I thought about it. But think about it, Ben. No, I can't. <laughs> Go ahead, Bryn. So Joan Cusack. Cusack. I don't, which one is right? I'm not trying to They're both right. Either way. They're both, they're fine. Joan Cusack was in Working Girl with Harrison Ford. Another movie I haven't seen. Oh, I love that movie. Harrison Ford was in What Lies Beneath with Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer was in The Witches of Eastwick with Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson was in um, Batman with Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger was in L.A. Confidential with Guy Pearce. Oh. Was it? L.A. Confidential, another movie I haven't seen. Oh. It's a good movie. L.A. Confidential is so good. It's like a Chinatown, but better. Yeah. No, I shouldn't say that. It's so a Chinatown, it's a Chinatown, but modern, right? Yeah. Yes. So speaking of and Joan also Cusack, not I, Roman I, Is she on um, the phone? No, I got a present from yes! my brother in the fo- in the mail, and <laughs> yeah. look what it is. He got me a picture, and it's what I'm, from Adam's Family Values. Debbie from oh, Adam's Family Debbie! Values. Yeah. Oh, I told you I forgot about that. That's amazing. <laughs> That's Talk how much I love her. 
I was allowed to watch, even dressed up like Wednesday Adams for Halloween. You have yeah. never seen the Adams Family Values? No, I'm saying something I was allowed oh, to watch okay. to the that point doesn't make of any sense to me. I wa- I dressed up as Wednesday Adams for Halloween. Oh, so for those of you, yeah, that couldn't see, yeah, I was um, just pulling yeah. up the artist. So it's a illustration of Debbie from um, Adams Family Values. You know the scene where she's in the white dress, I Malibu Barbie, and she's pulling the electrician but it's like a cartoon version and the artist who created it is hayden evans hayden evans you can follow him on instagram if you go to my instagram account tony underscore baloney underscore macaroni i have a post of the of the painting my brother got me and then there's a link to the artist who created it, it is so cute i loved it the minute i opened it i was oh, like this yeah. is perfect for me <laughs> that's fantastic and right? also i have ideas for my next halloween costume there oh my god you need that would be perfect and then play your 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 man could be um fester Yes, he oh can. God, be amazing. Yes, can. Do we do so pairings? Good. Yes, let's do. Let's do. Let me yeah. pull up our theme music. Drama Grace, give me a stinger. Oui, monsieur. Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lily. Shake it over rice, and then add a thin slice of lemon peel. Drink. I like it. I know it's great, right? Another. Grace, give me a stinger. Yes, this is a part of the show where we are going to pair a cocktail and a little bit of nibbles that you want to enjoy while you watch this film. I think I'm going to go first. I have to pick a double vodka on the rocks because that's what they drink at the reunion. Yeah. Um, and then for food, I don't know why. Like, I keep thinking Cracker Jacks. Yeah, I, I get that. I don't know why. I'm into that. Is it? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. What about you, Bryn? What would you pair with this? I would do a vodka martini and then um, a burrito that you get in microwave <sighs> at the gas station. Oh, because of the, okay, the Altamart. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good, good one. PM burrito. What about you, Jonesy? What would you pair it with? So I'm going to do go Mountain Dew slash Surge. Because this was the 90s. So even though Surge wasn't in the 80s, I feel like they still would have been like, well, let's bring it to the reunion. (laughs) Um, Surge and vodka or Mountain Dew and vodka. And then pizza rolls. Pizza rolls. Zima. I mean, you got to do Zima. Producer Rob reminded us that Zima Zima existed. Because there's one scene I think we were showing it through through the through the episode for our podcast is there's a picture and a John Cusack standing there at the like AMPM and you just see the Zima cases behind yep. him. <laughs> for any of you that don't know what Zima is, you young young kids out there, wasn't it like a spritz? Like it was a it's clear. It's like a Mike's Hard Lemonade or like yeah. a. It yeah. tasted awful. But, I hated it. But kind of a non-flavor because you would take Jolly Ranchers and throw them in a Zima to make them have a No, what kind of backwoods shit is that? (laughs) Again, town of 20,000, we got excited when there was a movie theater and a Walmart. She's like Zima and Jolly Ranchers (laughs) and Boone's Farm and she's happy. Weird. All right. You put those Jolly Ranchers in your Zima. You waited for them to marinate, and you drink, drink it, it and got happy. Oh, <laughs> now I want to try that. Actually, <laughs> you cannot find Zima anywhere. Good luck. Anywhere. I was gonna say good anywhere. luck finding a Zima. I know. I know. 
Uh, so now it is time for how we're going to grade this film. So, Jonesy, what did we give him? Bryn and I gave it last week. Did you write it down? Yes, I did. Yes, I yeah. did. So, Bryn gave it a solid A. Uh huh. And Tony gave it a solid B. No pluses, no minuses. A and B. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with an A plus. I really enjoyed it this time yeah, around, and right. and That's I totally. A big totally forgot about how great the freaking soundtrack to this yes. film is and yeah. Joan, i mean come on joan cusack amazing both of them okay, everybody in the film that she doesn't do well in i know right she's so good at everything i love her in toys did you see i was toys? just gonna say toys i just remember that movie toys oh, so yes good. i do yes isn't I do. she good in it she's so, so good. good in that film oh, so tori amos did the soundtrack yes yeah, she same. did because yep. Jonesy and I, that's when we first started becoming friends. We bonded over Tori Amos. Tori Amos. Yeah, we sure did. Okay, Brynn. a spicy redhead. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Okay, Brynn, what are you grading? What do you know? We're in a podcast with one. (laughs) What are you going to give the grade this week for Grace Point Blank? Blank. I'm gonna um I'm gonna also go with an A plus. Yay! So you're yeah. sticking All right. with it. So everyone yeah. upgraded. Yeah, nice. Yeah. What about you, Jonesy? What are you gonna yeah. grade at this this film watching well, re-watching it and actually being awake this yeah. time? And yes. does it get a stamp in the film Spring of Passport? I think it does get a, a stamp in the film Spring of Passport because um nice. I feel like um my age group of evangelicals kind of missed out and forgot there was a late 90s period because we were so focused on Michael W. Smith and all the other Christian singers. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Weird. Um, yeah. No. DC talk, all that stuff. Um, jars of clay. Would you call me? Every- <laughs> everyone who is an evangelical is going, <gasps> right. Their minds are blown. They're like, <laughs> do you know? Say evangelical. I want to go. Jellical cats Jell- and jellical cats. Theater so nerd. That might be music. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm on board. We should do. I'm going to pull a sound bite every time she says <laughs> her evangelical cats. I say evangelical, and then you just hear jellical, jellical, jellical. Yeah, I do. So, what did you? What would you grade the film? So, I would give this a solid A. Oh, nice. Okay, and it gets a passport stamp, so that's good. Yes. I hope you go watch it. I think it's a fun '90s movie. I yeah. think um, the soundtrack definitely like if you were a '90s kid, like. 90s movies 80s. and soundtracks yeah and 80s movies and soundtracks like i still own soundtracks like sometimes i had the soundtrack and loved it before i even knew the movie film. because of how sheltered that. i was I've done that. So. i still have the scream 2 soundtrack you do <laughs> yeah, that's really good i'm telling oh, you funny. and then the, you learn about other artists so yeah, yeah no for I, I, sure. I miss the days of making a good soundtrack and this mm-hmm. movie is one like right in the middle of that heyday. Yeah. It was and like then, films like High Fidelity and High Fidelity, like yeah. Capitol Another, Records, those type of films yeah. like oh Capitol like Records Empire, that's great. Empire Records. Empire, Empire Records, sorry, Empire oh, Records, yeah. I had that soundtrack, yeah. And yeah. John Cusack just kind of really or Cusack, whichever. Whatever you um, pick. Depending on if we're talking about John or Joan. <laughs> um, 
um, <laughs> just kind of had a way of like tapping into that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and like making a movie that people could just like have fun with. And, yeah. yeah. And that's what you this know. film does. You go in and you just have a good time and it leaves it's you. It's a fun movie. Yeah. And they, I know they did um, like a few different endings they filmed. Yes. But the director is very adamant about, I don't want him. I don't want the, the, the hitman to die. Let's give it a happy ending. And I'm glad yeah. they did. I love the way the film ends. It's so Should good. Should we do the next movie? Yes. Let's talk about yes. our next film. So Jonesy has the poster in front of her. Our film next week is my pick. One of my favorite movies and actually producer Rob's favorite movie. He actually loves this film. It is the 1994 the Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. <laughs> this is a fun film. It's a really, really fun film. So, Jonesy, I know you have not seen this film because we've. I know you haven't, and you've been wanting to. <laughs> this is so, guys. Just so you know, this is one of the films where, like, the reason why I haven't watched it for so many years is because all my friends that I love that have been like, "You have to watch it," I'm like watch it with me. I yeah. don't want to go through this experience yeah. alone. I know it's so great because everyone keeps telling me it's, it's so great. So, it's a good movie. Yeah, I'm excited to watch this with the show. Yeah. What do you think it's about based off of the name and the poster? Uh, I know you don't I got a lot to go uh, through. Go by. So I know it's an Australian movie. Yes. It's a, like so, it's a, it's a buddy road film, I guess you could say. Yes, and I kind of already knew it was a road film. Yeah. So what I'm going to guess is it's a few different drag queens that decide to buck all odds and go on a kind of tour to, I guess, try and make money um, and basically own who they are support each other and it's road trip buddy com movie but also drag queens and also pretty the close. outback of australia yeah <laughs> pretty close would you say yes. Brent? pretty close yeah, pretty yeah. close actually so yeah. Brent, what do you grade this film based off of when you when you saw an it? a plus me too i'm giving it an a plus because i All really right. enjoy this film i own this film that's how much i love it and they turned it into a broadway musical yep they sure did. That is a movie that you technically could have seen in the theater. Yeah, you could have. <laughs> it came out well, in 94, actually, in 1994. Well, so. I meant like you could have seen it in the live theater. Yeah, you could have seen it in the live theater. I mixed it up there. That's the other thing, is these kind of movies that have then become that, it's like, okay, well, I can either watch it with a friend who I know will let me know the huge importance of it yeah or i can watch it live on stage and then watch the movie that it was based off so that's why these movies have like kind of this is the genre of movie that has been pushed off because it's like no this yeah. needs to be a special moment a monumental moment <laughs> of, like you know like i want it to be special <laughs> you're, you're gonna love it you're gonna love it so i mean yeah, me too. And we're going to watch it. We're going to talk all about it next week. So, you guys, you can follow the podcast at Film Springa on Instagram and email us. Give us your movie requests or any of that at Film Springa Podcast at Gmail. And you can watch us every Friday night at 
Is it 8 p.m.? 8 p.m. on Out At TV. They have great programming. You watch my other show, Who Invited Her. We're there Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Um, and that's it for us. We will be here next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.